Baruch haba, kanes bavakasha. Welcome, you listeners, you arrivers to our podcast. Come in, please, uh, to our podcast. Uh, this is the November 6th, 2020 podcast. And we're just going to have a conversation about, I don't know, whatever. And so, as always, this is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is not about us. All right. Uh, For those of you who may remember, I think I've said it before, I'm kind of trying to learn Hebrew very, very slowly. But uh, what I just said is, blessed is you, the arriver. Come in, please. So I figure when you're trying to learn a new language, the, one of the best ways to do it is to use it as much as possible. So I'm using you people as a guinea pig to learn my language. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Brad, uh, would you do us the honor of introducing... Yahweh into this conversation, and let's get some sanity in here. (laughs) God knows we need it. (laughs) Yahweh. Oh, it's starting off good. It's we're we're having fun. We're we're we got the the mics going. Scott is impressing us with his his newfound skills. But none of this is possible without you. So would you please come in there here into this studio which is a living room and be our honored guest absolutely yes if i had a place a special place of a seat of honor i would give it to you right now we're basically sitting on the floor so any of the seats should be above us (laughs) that's right (laughs) but uh i jest but no seriously yahweh god we need you every moment of our lives. We we need you. One moment without you is a terrible thought, and I don't even want to think it. You always with us because we love you, we cherish you, and as always, always, always our prayer is that this glorifies you, that you glorify yourself in this, that this is a blessing to Scott and I, a refreshing a spiritual refreshing that gets us through until we come back and do this again with you, our honored guests. And a blessing to our listeners who tune in to find some nugget of truth. So, that being said, let's get started. It's, it's, it's time for the conversation. It's time to be excited. It's time to have fun. It's time to go where the Spirit will lead us. We love you. We cherish you. We welcome you. We bless you the best that we can. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 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 Uh, Brad, uh, you mentioned something before about you had kind of a goofy little thing that you wanted to throw out here. Do you want to lead with that? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure is on. It it was kind of, okay, I got to set the stage. Today, from 8.30 a.m. to about 4 p.m., I was basically just in one long, not not even long, it felt like it was super short, but 
I was in a conversation with God. I was in my revelation study. I was having uh, just a great day. It's one of those days where it feels like I could, you know, have been shot and would have been gone. Oh, I've been shot. I'm still happy though. You know, it's just, I don't know. There's just, there was just a lot of love and joy and excitement and pleasure today, which is really weird considering the world around me at this very moment, November 6, 2020. But anyway, fairly early in the day, I had, um, oh, what are they called? I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm going to make them a shout out too. There's a YouTube channel. I think it's called Lion of Judah. And there's also Lion of Judah prayers. And they do what I have done very little of, but I wish I had more time to do. They take uh, these clips. Bathe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they, they, yes, that too. Uh, (laughs) But no, they. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's good. Um, But they they take uh, clips, um, stock footage, free clips, free media, free, you know, what. Uh, things that are out in the world that you can have that you can legally manipulate and 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 they do they just have prayers or they have somebody come and read scripture or they have some thoughts or ideas or they actually preach to you or whatever it is but they take these clips and they're really cool clips some of them uh well no i mean all of them are cool in their own way but there are some really awesome ones you know CG images of space travel and and all these kind of things. So if you're wanting to try to visually explain God or some concept or love or something like that, all you got to do is search for the clip, find one that you're that goes, that's it, that's what I'm trying to show the world, and then you just add your audio to it. But anyway, they can be very very motivating, they can be they can be really awesome. Check them out. Uh Yes, Lion of Judah YouTube channel. Uh, they are really cool. But anyway, I have one of those going. And because um, YouTube now just, I don't know, in, in my lifetime with YouTube, I have now noticed that the commercials are getting out of hand. There's like an ad every, there's like a minute's worth of your footage and then there's a six second ad. Or there might be a two-minute ad, but and you can skip it after you've watched at least five seconds of it. And there's one that pops up while I'm watching this video. And I'm and and sometimes these Lion of Judah videos, they they can make me pretty emotional. They can excite me. They can power me up. Um, it's like a good song sometimes. And I'm in that mood. I'm in that. Oh, this is going to be a good day, God. We're going to do this. And then this advertisement pops up and I I can't skip it for five seconds and it's for some mobile game I don't even know what the game is I don't care I want to give it credit anyway but in case our listeners don't know my name is Brad and the ad starts out with why are you attacking Brad I thought he was your friend (laughs) and then this other voice and I'm not actually looking at my phone. I should specify, I have this on. And even though I was talking about how great and wonderful all the images are, I was actually had this on while I was just getting ready for the day. I'm brushing my teeth, all that kind of stuff. So I'm listening, but I'm not necessarily, I'm not actually really looking too closely at what's going on. But that makes me go, okay, that was weird. And I'm thinking I want to quickly skip the ad, but now 
they've said my name. Why are you attacking Brad? I thought he was your friend. And then it's followed up by this other voice. And I swear, I, wa- I watched it again later. And it was it was not as bad as I interpreted it the first time. But I heard a kind of demonic voice coming from this actor that said something along the lines of, um, uh, he's got too many resources. I don't have enough resources for my people. And that it just it just hit me it was weird it's like a demonic voice saying that he is attacking me and he was my friend but now he's attacking me because i'm taking away his resources for his people this is one of those godwing things that i talk about and i might be reading a whole lot into this because i watched it again later and it's not as bad as i was making it out in that first time that i just heard this thing and I kind of skipped it at that point and, kind of, and, and just went back to my video. But then I paused my video to ponder that. A demonic voice saying that I was his friend, but now he is attacking me because I'm taking away resources from his friend and, or from his, from his people, not his friends, from his people. And I hit my knees and I said, God, wow, I hope that's true. Amen. I hope that is true. I hope that this thing was that was my friend and and I was probably lost, you know, a lost prodigal son. I've returned to my actual father and now I'm taking away the resources that he has. Now I would, I did watch this this ad popped up again later and I did watch it for a little bit longer. I did not hear it the same way that I heard it the first time. The, the words were the same, but it was not, the voice was not as demonic as I remembered it being. So maybe I read a whole lot into this that was nothing, but I still thought that's kind of cool. If that's true, if there's something out there that is attacking me, then attack me. But if you're attacking me because I'm taking away your resources, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. <laughs> I do believe personally that uh, God speaks to us all day long through several things. Uh, it's uh, I, I believe manna uh, that was given to the children of Israel is is a prophecy of this. Uh, I believe manna is falling every day. It's very light. It's very gentle, and it needs to be collected fresh every day. And uh, I believe that he's giving us uh, his word through various things if we're willing to hear it, if we're sensitive to it, if we don't trample it. Uh, And I believe, yeah, that's one of those things that uh, you heard it a particular way because God was speaking to you through that and giving you something. Uh, I I even put this in in my first Spirit Man comic. Uh, I I, I kind of did this. Uh, Martin, the main character, or actually one of the main characters, he starts out as the main, but I don't want to get into that a description of that. But anyway, Martin, the main character in the comic, he's he's like discussing with himself internally, and his Cameron, a friend of his, is just going on and on and on about a video game that he loves, and through the whole thing, and Martin is like not hearing him. He's just he's obsessed with this thing going on. 
And in the middle of this, you know, Cameron, his friend, just goes, you know, you just got to be patient. And he turns around and says, what? And Martin hears that. He says, what, what did you just say? And he says, you got to be patient. There's so much of the game out there. You just got to take it one step at a time, you know, kind of enjoy where you are in the game. The rest will be there. Just deal with it later. You can't do it all at once. And Martin's like, thank you. And, and I saw that as, you know, God kind of speaking through the character Cameron at that moment, knowing Martin needed to hear that at that moment. So he inspired Cameron to say it in that way at that time. And now this, this is fictional. This is in my comic. But that's what I was trying to present. Is I believe we have that kind of thing happen all the time in our lives. At that moment, something happens uh, a vision, a picture, uh, uh, a soundbite, something that you just needed to hear at that moment to inspire, to motivate, to help you. And it's that manna. It's that fresh taste, keep us moving, uh, uh, that we need constantly, all the time. You uh, you actually did this to me one time in, in, in real life. I, uh, you, so for a short period of time I worked at a different location than you and we have this jabber thing so we could still talk to each other like in text message form right. throughout the day and uh, we were talking about some I don't even know what we were talking about but I had I had said something and then you had responded to that jabber but I had clocked out and gone to lunch so that message was just sitting there waiting for me now I go to lunch and I'm excited because on this lunch day they're going to have the trailer for what movie was it? Um, they're going to have the trailer, the first trailer for um, um, Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi, the the second of the newest Disney okay. prequels. And I'm excited because I'm a Star Wars nut, or uh, not so much now. I was, I was definitely then, but I go and I'm I'm watching the trailer on my lunch break and I'm I'm like 10 seconds into it and I get overwhelmed with this just this terrible um, terrible set of emotions because it dawns on me this is shortly after my mom has passed this will be the first Star Wars movie the first we 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 went to a lot of these kind of geeky movies together this will be the first one I will go see without her and it just it overwhelms me and I, I stopped watching the trailer and now I spent the rest of my lunch break and I was just in tears and I was crying and I got to a point where I'm like I got to get back to work so now I'm just trying to get myself under control and I go back into the building and I stop by the bathroom I look at my eyes to see how bloodshot they are now right and I go back and I I, I, I open my computer uh, laptop open it up and there's the jabber that you had sent to me before I went to lunch. And it, and um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but you said, and don't forget, Brad, he's with you now even. Something to that effect. And, oh, I do remember that. And I just, I went, oh. And it was like, just you saying that reminded me that he's there. He's He's wiping away my tears. He's 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 with me. He understands what I'm going through. He's wiping away my tears. And 
now I start crying for the other reason. <laughs> I start crying because <laughs> all is well and everything is okay. Yeah. And and I and I just responded to you on the jabber. I'm like, you have no idea what you just did, but you know, thank you or something to that effect. I do remember that. And then you screwed it all up because you said something funny about how, well, I'm sure glad I didn't say what I wanted to say because <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, no I believe was, that too. <laughs> but no, it was that that's the kind of stuff. God talks to us multiple ways. I've shared the story about how I got cut off by a car. Uh-huh. And my first quick my first quick reaction was um, wasn't even really so, so much anger. I was in the process of trying to get to the hospital thinking that my mom had a heart attack. And my first was just, how could you do this to me today of all days? That was, it wasn't even so much anger so much as just, I can't believe you did that to me. But then I actually read what was the license plate on the car and it said steady. And then it got into the lane next to me. It turned off and went out of my life. But I had just been in intense prayer on the way to the hospital saying, God, I need to be calm. I need to be able to give the doctors any information they need. So just make me calm so I can give them that information um, so that they can do their job. And then I get cut off by this car with a license plate that says steady. To a non-believer, that's a series of coincidences or perhaps I'm even just lying about it, but mm-hmm. I know, I know in my heart that was God, and He had to do something drastic. He had to shock me out of my, out of my um, anxiety that I was having in that moment. He had to do something, and that's what He did. He had a car come in mere inches of my lane with the exact message I needed in that moment from Him. Yeah. No, this is, this is, this is great. I, I, this, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have said, I don't know. That's just still a series of coincidences. But no, the more you grow in your relationship with God, the more you recognize his voice wherever uh-huh. it's coming from. Yep. No, I, but we have to be sensitive to it. Um, Cause like I said, like the man that's easily trampled, it's, it's, it's light and, and can be destroyed so easily. Uh, you have to be sensitive to it and be be looking for it. Um, something else I want to talk about, real quick, that Brad, you're very familiar with, is kind of it, it, this goes hand in hand with my shout out for this week. Uh, but last week we were supposed to podcast and we got <laughs> delayed. <laughs> and there, there's there's more of a story to this. My shout out is is kind of is twofold uh i'll say uh, for the record i'm gonna call my shout out to the unknown soldier and you know i mentioned a lot of people who who deserve to be mentioned i I thank god for them but i just want to shout out to the people that nobody will ever know in their lives to you to to others to the people who we don't know their names but they inspired us. They helped us. Or the people who, you know, we know who they are, but no one else does. They're, they're not famous in any way. But, boy, I have so much I want to share about this. I'm not sure what order to do it in. Let me just say first, uh, our, in our house, uh, our back porch, the stairs just went out. 
the the back stairs, the the nails holding the stairway to the porch rusted through and fell down. And my son almost face planted walking down them, uh, just went out from under his feet. And so my brother-in-law, who is uh, Brad, has married my niece. It's her father. Uh, So my brother-in-law is now his father-in-law. And my niece is over at the time, so she instantly gets him up on Facebook and says, this is what happens, what do we do? And he uh, he's a manager at a Menards chain, uh, or at a Menards store. Uh, for those of you who are not in the United States, it's, it's uh, basically a large hardware store. If you want to think of it that way, Lumberyard. Uh, there's more to it, but you know that, think of it that way. And so he gets on the phone with me and just shows me how to repair it right there. And I was very appreciative of that. Uh, got the screws. Brad uh, loaned me his drill uh, because I thought I had one, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know where what happened to it. And I was able to fix the back porch. And I'm appreciative of that. A week later, <laughs> a week later, uh, my front stoop, as you come in the front door to the house, it is... It is cement. It's like, what was that, Brad? Four or five inches thick? Four inches, I believe. Four, four inches thick A four cement. inch concrete slab. Concrete slab. Cracks in half. Again, as my <laughs> son is walking on it. So the common denominator here is Matthew. Yes, my son. <laughs> as he's stepping into the house, fortunately he was able to get up there You know, before a, a piece of it kind of fell down a couple inches but it stayed up, and so he was able to jump up into the house. The rest of it, you know, just a few inches to the left of him, just crashed down into this pit. And to be fair, if he had fallen down, it was probably a good five feet fall. Yeah, like it, they didn't. There was nothing underneath of it, um, um, besides the foundation of the house. Yeah, they you know. they put up some boards, uh, and then and then holding up a piece of plywood i supposed to keep the rain from coming in but it didn't work very well and then they put a concrete slab on top of that didn't work very well because the boards were just rotted through and that's what caused this whole thing to crack and so then now a day earlier i get the notice from kate and brad that um they uh, my in-laws live in another state, a nearby state. We're in Iowa. They're in Missouri. They just decided to come down for the weekend, just on a whim. It's kind of like, we're coming down. Cool. Awesome. So they're, now this is Friday. They're on their way here. Were they here at that moment when this happened? Do you know, Brad? Or were they pulling in? They literally, so I I got the text message from Kurt, my father-in-law, at the exact moment that your wife, Kristen, sent it to him asking for help. Yeah. And they had literally just pulled into town. They were almost to our house. Okay. Got the text message, sent us a text message saying, whoa, we got to go look at something. Yeah. So they just get into town when this cracks. And so Friday, I'm still at work. They show up. This whole thing is just 
just, I mean, just cracked. This, the thing is split. It's falling into the pit. You know, the, the boards are rotted out as he just pulls in. I don't know anything about home repair. I don't know. I'm not very good at, at that kind of thing. I didn't grow up uh, thinking along those lines. I grew up write, drawing, writing stories and reading books and, and that type of thing. And, and Kurt, being the manager of this hardware store, he just goes in and goes, this is what we're going to need. This is what we're going to do. And boom, we got the material we needed. He knew exactly what he wanted. Uh, Saturday morning came. He planned it all out. Saturday morning came. We were able to find someone to give us enough sand to fill that thing up to about a uh, uh, foot and a half from the top. Yeah. Or two feet from the top, something like that. And uh, it just covered all of the rubble. We were able to walk on the sand uh, uh, and fix this. Uh, smashed, we got some sledgehammers, smashed up the uh, the concrete. Not only that, but I mean, you know, we were, we were in danger of possibly ripping off siding from the house with how it was going to fall in, and it didn't. It cracked perfectly. Uh, and, and Brad was smashing it for me. Uh, uh, we have pictures of him standing in the pit, so we call him Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, everything just happened perfectly and we got we started on the deck and we got we finished putting putting all the sand in crunching everything up building you know putting the boards together building this deck as the sun was going down that night the deck was finished yeah literally about 10 minutes later it was pretty much too dark to work yeah and it was just perfect timing and and I know it was God. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was telling you in the moment. Uh-huh. I was like, Scott, this is not something that I'm all actually, I mean, I and I felt bad for you and I felt bad for your wife, Kristen. I think she was a little, had a little bit of anxiety about it. And, and, and I'm sure a little bit of fear because Matthew was on it and he could have really hurt himself. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if, I won't say it would have been fatal, but who knows? I mean, it was bad. It was, it was a fair amount. He got off it. At the exact moment, he heard the crack and was off of it. Mm-hmm. There was a piece that maintained uh, itself right where he was standing. Then add on to the fact that they just pulled into town at that exact moment. This is a manager of Menards for 34 years. This is a man that has moved many times and remodeled his own homes. I mean, this guy has the knowledge and he just happened to be pulling in at that exact moment. Not just had the knowledge of what to do. I mean, he could go to our Menards here and go, I know exactly what I need. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly what we need to do. Yep. Uh, and, and yeah. And, and a day before, they weren't going to come. Just decided on a whim to come. This was like their day off. This is their weekend off doing nothing. And they literally uh, put together with us a deck in one day uh, a porch for our front yard and and uh to kurt to kendra uh uh that family i thank you for it but i want to lift them up uh specifically but i want to lift all of you up who are like them who they were there they were whether they knew it or not they were answering god's call 
They, they, the God said, I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen on that Friday morning. Uh, I know that this is going to split and I want you there. And they did it. They came to town and they could have said, this is our day off, dude. Let's, let's handle this later. But no, they immediately went, this needs done. We're going to help you do it. And they listened to the voice of God, whether they're conscious of it or not. And they were God's messengers at that moment and saw it get done. And what Satan intended for evil, for those of us who, who were looking for God and, and for, who were uh, loving God, what Satan intended for evil became a wonderful thing for everyone. Uh, that, that we got a, not just a brand new deck in the physical, but we had, you know, just the, the, the companionship and the bonding and the, the evidence that God was moving in our lives uh, that we can all remember for the rest of our lives, that that was a moment that God stepped in and said, I know what's coming. And so I've made plans ahead of time to put everything in place that needs to be there to fix this when it happens. And... The rewards weren't just for you, the rewards were for me. I have a great relationship with my father-in-law, but this only strengthens it. Mm -hmm. This is actually the second porch that we've built together now. And both times I left with a certain satisfaction that I did a job well done, but I had that one thing that I desperately wanted so much when I was growing up. I had a father who wanted to do a project with me. Yeah. This one was kind of forced on us, but it was still an awesome, it was that, that experience, it was perfect. It, I couldn't, mm -hmm. now the, the two days of back pain afterwards weren't so great. <laughs> I'm getting old, I didn't realize that, but. <laughs> Says the youngest one of all of us. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, seriously, I, it was exactly everything that I imagined it to be, doing a project uh, just the the little occasional jests, you know, the 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 picking on each other, the the wow, you did a great job here, son. Yeah, you know, I mean, all of it was just exactly what I wanted uh, when I was growing up, and God gave it to me. He took something that was bad, mm -hmm. and He made good out of it, and we got a reward for it. Yeah, and. Uh, I want to go back, and it reminded me of something that um, uh, Michael Rood, we've mentioned him before, that he has postulated. And uh, it's one of those things, you, you can't prove it, but it's on, uh, I don't remember which video, but it it's, um, it's a story he told of uh, Daniel. Daniel, 500 years before Jesus shows up, Daniel is in Babylon, and he knows the signs of when Jesus is coming. Uh, and in fact, he is the second richest man in all of Babylon. He's second in power only to king. He served under three kings, three emperors of Babylon, three rulers. And he doesn't have a family. He doesn't have an heir. Uh, so what's he going to do with his money? Now, again, he can't prove it, but the evidence seems to fit uh, so we're going to say this, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, it could be wrong, but it's, it's a cool story that tells what I'm, gives the message I'm trying to get across is that the wise men who came from the East uh, to give Jesus 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, they were not three wise men. It was an entourage. And they, and he gave, they gave Jesus a king's uh, uh, treasure. They didn't just give him a couple of baubles. They gave him uh, uh, a wealth. They, they gave him incredible wealth that funded Jesus' ministry for the rest of his life. We think of Jesus as a poor carpenter. Uh, he had uh, enough money that he could just go around the Galilee. He could just go around uh, the country preaching and supporting all of his disciples. And everyone that went with him, we tend to forget that. And, and the point I'm getting at is it is postulated that where did that treasure come from? They came, it just says wise men from the east. Were they from Daniel? Did Daniel in Babylon teach the wise men that were with him at the time what the signs were of Jesus' coming? Did he teach them the Messiah will come and this is what you will see? When you see this in the sky, that says the Messiah is here. And did they teach it? And did they teach it? And did they pass it on and pass it on until finally somebody saw it? And the wise men from that area who had been taught by Daniel centuries past, did they see the sign? And did Daniel's treasure, was that set aside for the Messiah? Uh, Again, it can't be proven but it came from somewhere. This treasure did definitely came from somewhere. And these wise men of the East came to give Jesus this, this, this king's wealth of treasure. So if you think about it that way, now wherever it came from, maybe it wasn't Daniel, but wherever it came from, God was planning for Jesus' birth. I mean, think about that. The treasure could have been set aside for Jesus' birth 500 years before he was born. That's how intricate of a planner God is. And the reason I bring that up is because I saw that here. Everything just happened. When I looked after it was done, I was able to look back and go, oh my goodness, everything that fell into place so perfectly that when this, boom, the crack happened, it split, and and I had this feeling of loss because like I said, I'm not, I don't know how to repair things like that. And I'm looking at it going, oh, I'm so hopeless and I'm so helpless in this situation and boom 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 I had a deck and it was like wow it was just so amazing how everything was set up and God had it ready to go before it happened and I only saw that that was the case after it happened this is one of those wonderful God winks that I like to talk about I don't believe in coincidences I just believe in the plan of God and I feel like this is this is one of those one of those times. Now, real quick, I I've also watched that Michael Rood uh, video, and any way you look at it, Mary and Joseph were not they weren't necessarily rich by any means, but they were able to have enough funds to escape to Egypt, to build a life for themselves there until they could come back. That came from somewhere. Yes. You know, we know they got a treasure. I'm just saying we can't prove it came from Daniel. Right. But 
it's interesting to note that any time that in, pretty much any time that anyone in the Old Testament goes on some journey, they talk about the wealth that they that they had or they gain along their way. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham starts out with you know the heads of households and this many ox and donkeys and all this kind of stuff then by the time he gets to his land he now his wealth has grown 10 times and he has and it gives you a complete list of all this stuff you don't see that with Joseph and Mary they just had the means to go from here to Egypt build a life and come back i mean he's a carpenter did he did he really have this much money stored up to be able to do this? No. So yes, we did get the gifts from the wise men. Um, but you're right. How did then? How does this continue on? If Jesus was a carpenter, he's only going to have so much money. He's not going to be able to just not. And you don't ever hear about him. You know, like Paul. Paul had to survive by building tents, or you mm-hmm. know, he took odd jobs here or there. You know, you see that. But you're right. There was something, whether it's this or something else, God yeah. made it all work out. And that's what—that's the main thing. It, it'd be cool if it was Daniel, but it'd be cool if it were anything else too. The fact is, God had a plan. Jesus, His Son, He knew when He was coming, and He prepared a treasure for Him ahead of time. Before, I mean, that's my point: is God is the master of time, and He knows when things are going to happen. And if you're in his will, he's already got the answer for you before the question ever has a reason to raise its ugly head. Well, and his timing is perfect. And when his timing, when when it is time to act, you got to act. Because I see it as Joseph had the dream, get out. If he had delayed, the baby would have been killed. Yes. You know, no, he had the dream, act. He got them out. I see it as their little donkey is going out the back of the town while the, they're coming in the front to da, 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 mm-hmm. to, to, to murder all those firstborn or all those uh, newborn babies. And that's why it's so important when you get the message from God that you do act. He may, you may go a long period of time and have no message from God, and then that's, you're, that's it. You're just supposed to camp. That's where you're supposed to be. But when you do have that message, act. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, thank you for saying that, Brad, because again, my shout out is to all the unknown soldiers, the people who in this life, you're not famous. You're not heralded through the streets. You're not lifted up to salutes and cheers. You're not on the front page of the newspaper or on television. No one's talking about how wonderful you are. But you mean something to somebody and you were obedient to God and you touched people's lives. So to Kurt and Kendra Marshall, I thank you so much for being that. To everyone else out there listening, I thank you so much. Even though you didn't touch me, you touched somebody. You touched somebody who cares about you, who's truly appreciated it. Uh, now, on another note about this, it made me think, because as, as I've talked about before, uh, God speaks through his creation. All of God's physical creation uh, speaks to spiritual truths. And I, it 
it made me wonder, what was God trying to tell me? And because my steps went out in my back, a week later, my front went out, both leading to the door of my house, to the two doors in my house. And I wondered if God was trying to tell me something about the the paths leading in your house uh, need repaired or something to that effect. I was trying, I was wondering if God was giving me a message in all of that. Um, I don't really have an answer yet. I've just, but I've just been praying about that. I've just been saying, you know, uh, and the reason I bring it up here is, is I hope everyone looks at their lives the same way as things happen. You know, where is Satan trying to attack you? Uh, and, and what joyful, wonderful things are happening in your life and how are they happening and why? What is God trying to give you a picture of? What is he trying to share with you? What is the manna that he's dropping in your life that you need to receive that message? And I just felt in like in this, uh, something, an entrance into my house, my heart, my, whatever you want to call it, uh, something was broken and it needed friends. It needed other people to repair it. Uh, so that's where I was going with this. Hmm. But, uh, I don't want to boast because that's not what this is. This is just an acknowledgement of where our journey has taken us. The day that this happened, five o'clock, a little after five, you got home from work and, and we'd already been there for just a little bit. And immediately you and I have a conversation about, hmm, this is not bad. Everything's already fallen into place. We were already recognizing the fact that mm-hmm. Kurt was down at the right time. He was going to be able to help us take care of this. Um, there wasn't any, oh, now we got to fix this. Everything about it from the beginning was positive. I was like, yeah, everything's fallen into place. Everything's okay. Matthew wasn't hurt. Um, he could have been, but he wasn't. Uh, Kurt didn't necessarily have to be in town, but he is. You know, I mean, everything about it was just so very positive right from the get-go. I don't think even just a couple years ago, I would have been very positive right off the bat. Uh-huh. I would have been like, yeah, I'll help you build this thing. Uh. And something else <laughs> out of all of this is we had the money and we didn't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, at times in my life, I would have been, oh, how can we do this? Even if we would have gone, I know what needs done, we also would have gone, but I can't do it. I've got to go take a loan. I've got to go get some help from someone. I, I can't. And we were just in a, posi- in a position where we had been blessed to the point where we could just go, nope, done. There's the money for it. Do it. And I was so appreciative of that. That yeah. uh, you know, I was thanking God that uh, he had blessed us in that way too. Uh, you know what? As I think about this, Brad, when you put this on the website, uh, you got to make a picture of... Of, uh, of Brad Pitt? Of the Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, possibly if you can put like a dual, like the, the broken pit and the new deck right beside it. I took a series, series of photos as we were doing it. So I should have just the concrete broken. Then when it was fell into it, then when we added the sand and then when it was done, I'll try to make a collage. Yeah. Um, if you can of all of that. So, 
So yeah, people can see the process and maybe I'll throw in Brad Pitt if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And then the other thing, you made the joke that topped that one though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe our listeners will enjoy this. I don't know. When we had the sand in, you had, you had Kurt take a picture of me and I was a little confused, but you wanted to make sure your dog was in the frame of the storm door looking out. So I'm standing in the pit. And Dog's name is Pippin. Yep, Pippin. And we call him Pip. And uh, uh, you had Kurt take the picture and then just deadpan. Now you've got Brad Pip. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was one of those, I, I, I was chuckling but didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard with puns, the more someone groans, the better it is. Yeah. No, it was a good one. <laughs> Oh, boy. So that's kind of what I've been wanting to share is just thank you, God. Thank you, everyone who was involved for for being there. And and again, shout out to all of you around the world. I don't know your stories, but that doesn't mean God doesn't. The stories like the one I just shared here, you all have them. Uh, someone has touched you. You've touched someone else. You might not even know it. Yeah, I think there's lots of stories where you just reached someone and you don't know you did because it was just in passing to you. It seemed like a quick, you know, casual thing. But man, what you said or what you did just grabbed them in a special way. And you're not going to find out about it until you get to heaven. You're going to go, oh, wow. Wow, I did that. I, you know, I, I didn't realize it was so powerful, but you were obedient and God used you in a special way. So... I just, I just thank all of you worldwide for being Jesus on a day-to-day level uh, uh, in your lives to somebody. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. That kind of dominated everything here. Brad, do you want to? You have anything else you want to keep going with? Do you, you think that's a good wrap up right there? I think that's a good wrap-up on the conversation, but real quick, I just want to acknowledge something. This is November 6th in 2020 in the United States of America. There is a lot going on right now. We're still waiting on election results. Um, It's almost like a calm before the storm, uh, if that makes sense. Um, this, this, This year has really gotten people riled up, and it just feels like this election has the potential to just go really bad one way or the other. <laughs> um, yeah. And you and I... And I you're I, right. I, there is that feeling that no matter which way it goes, it's going to be bad. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to th- throw any of my own personal opinions out there or anything like that. I, I have come to a conclusion that I'm going to vote my Bible. I'm going to... I'm going to vote the person that I think is the closest to what the Bible says we should do. Now, no one's going to be able to do that except for Jesus. But we always but we can we can take us believers, we can take comfort in the fact that we know that Jesus is on the throne. So ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Things are going to happen the way they need to happen. But ultimately, Jesus is always in control of what is going on. And so we can take comfort in that. There doesn't need to be any fear. There doesn't need to be any, you know, any 
nervousness or anxiety or anything about that. But that's easier said than done. There's still this sense of one way or the other, this is going to blow out of proportion and there is going to be some pain in the near future. So let me say on that topic too, um, I thank God. Uh, we just wrapped up. This is November 6th. Uh, and we just wrapped up. This is our third podcast of the day that we're recording. Uh, also did Genesis number 20 before this. And Brad did Revelation, his seventh podcast on that. And I was noting to myself as it happened, um, we've been getting a lot of hits to his Revelation podcasts. And I think that's no coincidence because Things are happening in the world that are making people think, what's going on? They're looking for answers. They're looking for, and Revelation is talking about the end. I think people are looking, what's going to happen? What can you tell me about what's going to happen in the end? And today, Brad's topic, I encourage you, go check it out. Revelation number seven, as soon as it gets out, at, at, at this time, we're recording he hasn't put it out there but it'll be up there pretty soon because the whole thing was just talking about how awesome jesus is uh today and that that struck me in the middle of these dark times in the middle of confusion worldwide in the middle of a situation where those who are enlightened can see that satan is trying to rip this world apart and his plan is growing and his plan is increasing and, and he's getting closer and closer uh, to what we know is going to be Armageddon. And people are worried. But we need to recognize Jesus is on the throne. This is all part of his plan. Satan is his tool. Uh, life eternal is glorious and wonderful and awesome. And that, Jesus, is our focus. Jesus is is our focus. Jesus is the I. And if you don't know what that means, go look <laughs> at number seven. Go Revelation number seven. Jesus should be our focus. And people are looking to Revelation for answers. Well, that, that, that podcast gave very good answers. And the answer is Jesus. And right here in this conversation, I'm just realizing when Brad brought it up, oh yeah, the election stuff is going on, and I almost said the election junk, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I didn't even think about it. And you know why? Because something God did in our lives felt more powerful and greater than all of that foolishness going on. And that's kind of our point to you all. Yes, it's important to know. Yes, God gave us a roadmap. Yes, if God says, I want you to be aware of this, there's a reason and we shouldn't ignore him. But at the same time, he is to be our focus in everything. He is to be our love. He is to be our joy. He is to be our passion. And if we're terrified and we're afraid of all of life around us, uh, of a hidden virus that could end our lives, of a political death to our uh, nation here in America, uh, of a worldwide uh, plot by Satan to take over. Who cares? I mean, honestly, 
I know sometimes people want to look at me incredulously like, what do you mean who cares? This is serious stuff. I know, but this life is a vapor. This life is, is, is instantaneous in the scope of all of eternity. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. And Paul said, it's the, the I can't think of the exact word, so I'm paraphrasing. The, the garbage in this life, the travails, the struggles, the pain in this life is not to be compared with the glory of eternity. Guys, today was wonderful for me because in the darkness of all that Brad has brought up here with the confusion of the elections in the United States of America and everything else going on, all I was thinking about was how awesome his Revelation podcast was and how Jesus is so almighty and glorious and wonderful and the events of the deck that I just shared with you and how awesome God is to me. I hope that's encouraging that in all of this, God is still on the throne no matter what Satan tries to, what deception Satan tries to throw at us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sorry that I had to bring you out of that to remind you about what was going on, but I know it's important to so many people. No, don't apologize. That was good. And so many people are taking it so serious. And so that's that's where I, I just wanted to end it on that note that I was actually going to uh, say a prayer. Um, Yeshua... Because you love us. Because you are powerful. Because you are amazing and awesome. And once again, I won't be able to find the word that I want to say. That one perfect, amazing word that totally explains how splendid, how awesome, how glorious, how everything that you are. That's right. I can't find that one word that will make everyone understand. You are it. You are the focus. You will make all of this. You cannot lie. When you say you will make all of this good, you will make all of this function correctly. Yes, I get it now. We might have to go through some stuff. We might have to go through some bad, negative junk. But when you do make it good, how much more glorious will it be because you took something that we thought was impossible, something that was beyond junk, it was negative, it was bad, but you took it and you made it good. How awesome will that be? So I pray... I pray to the person out there that needs to hear this right now, that person that is full of fear or dread or concern, to the person who is putting their faith into some president, potential president. They're putting their faith in a human being that thinks that person's going to be able to be their savior and, 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 and save them. I pray, I pray this prayer to my family. Yes. To my family that who have... who are that person 
the person that's afraid, the person that is putting their faith in the wrong place. I pray this for all of them because they're your children that you love. They're your lost sheep that you love. And I know because you love them. I know you will protect them. You will do what needs to be done. And I pray that in the midst of all of this, this is a prayer that I've been praying for my Aunt Kathy as well, whose mind has been attacked by addictions and, and problems. I pray for a sense of clarity for people. Just a moment of clarity. Because mm-hmm. my hope is in that moment, when they can see clearly, they will choose you. Yes. If they don't, then that's on them. But I pray that the distractions are, is gone for even just a moment so they have a chance, an honest chance to choose you. I pray the blood of Yeshua on the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet that they might be protected and have that moment. And I pray for our listeners and I am thankful for our listeners and I pray that anything that they do that is glorifying you is blessed. And I pray that anything that they are doing that glorifies you is fruitful. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I second that. May their eyes be open. May they be allowed to see. But yes, the choice is theirs. It's a free will offering. It's a free love request from God. He's not mandating we love him back. He wants us to love him back. But he will never force us. Hallelujah. As always, this is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is not about us.